Zenyana Master says, <laughs> be sure to vote in our poll over at DGG. Three up votes! <laughs> That's me! <laughs> Who might that be? <laughs> That's me. Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Time to get to your comments about Sweden. These are my favorite. Love it! Let's not also forget about the data. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's part. <laughs> it's fun to really look at the numbers. I really like this part because it's quantifiable data. Yeah, I like hearing people's feedback and seeing what people think are strong or weak against this yep. adversary. Are we going to make these clarifications every time we do it? Yes. Probably. <laughs> we are obligated to. Well, if someone just jumps in randomly. Sure, that's true. This episode could be someone's first. Yeah, never Very know. true. Yep. So, right off the bat, one thing that I really like here is as I gaze upon the top five, bottom five, and yes. honorable mention. View the whole land. The, as I'm looking at... The landscape at, of right, it all. As I look upon the horizon. Yes. Nicholas, what do your elf I see? The chicken in the homage to Isengard. I'm sure you all have heard the... We all know that. <laughs> the rap. Oh, it's so great. But as I'm looking at the list here, there are only two, two times where we have a tie. So I'm very pleasantly surprised and happy. Usually you have more ties. Because we can finally just have, and here in fourth place is so-and-so. And in second place is so-and-so. Yeah. And in fifth place, so-and-so. As opposed to being like, it's a three-way tie between so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And it can kind of be hard to remember. Yeah. You know, who is in third place? So luckily, there's not much of that in this list. With that being said, fifth place (laughs) is a tie. (laughs) Unfortunately, here is one of those ties right at the beginning. Let's get it out of the way. How about that? Bottom five. In the bottom five, in fifth place, this is the list of who you all thought were the worst. Who struggled the most? Well, let's go find out. In fifth place, we have a tie between two spirits getting 18. That is 1-8% of all the voters voted for these two. Yes. Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares and Heart of the Wildfire. The Heart of the Wildfire has had your hearts recently. Are you sad to see it on the bottom five? You know... I understand it, because we're talking about the OG Blight Brigade. Mm -hmm. When you have a bad guy that is tipping the ratio so drastically far in the invaders' favor, this just looks like the pits. We don't need more Blights. Adding more (laughs) Blight is just... Like, Vengeance will be able to make use of all the Blight that's showing up because that equates to better damage. I think when it comes to the Blight users, I think Vengeance might be able to use this specific scenario just a wee little bit better definitely than Wildfire. Now, with Nightmare, sadly, Nightmare's been coming up on these lists, Ryan, and it kind of makes me sad. So, Nightmare is a character that likes defense and likes Dahan-centered counterattack builds. Yes. 
Ooh, both of those are not good against Sweden. Defense is really hard because it's harder to block increased damage. And they have so many buildings, extra buildings right from the get-go, and additional buildings coming in from their level 5 ability. I can't even remember if we defended in our game. I just felt like we just prevented a lot. A few times. Maybe a A few few times. Early on. But by the end, it's like, there's no looking back. You can't defend that. No. But the thing with Nightmare that's just, oh, so bad with this matchup is Dahan are getting converted into towns. They're doing bonus damage. Because you have a card that can do defense per how much fear you have in the land. Right. That's a lot of fear you need to generate to be able to defend against Sweden. This hurts you double as Nightmare. This two-pronged attack. Defense ain't so hot and Dahan build ain't so hot. Well, it's too bad I have a defense Dahan-centered gameplay. (laughs) Also, the third thing your destroy quotation powers don't remove plastic. So no. that extra <laughs> offense, it ain't leaving, bucko. Right. It's staying uh, on the island. On the bright side, their health is still the same. Okay, all right. More... <laughs> That's about it. More buildings to reap fear off of? Like a good friend. <laughs> elements they need. Poor nightmare. I see it. Yeah. But yeah, that's going to be hard. I do not envy anyone who is playing Bowden against this matchup. Yeah, it doesn't scream strong. In my right. Yeah. Next up, we have our fourth place at 24% of all the voters. People voted for Serpent Slumbering mm. Beneath the Island. That AoE card that we raved about during Bramber yeah. Prussia. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough in the early game. You can get it to where it needs to be, but that's going to take time. And Serpent's they a little bit slow. They might get ahead of you on this one. Yeah. The double blight is what really hurts because they're going to probably hit you early. Mm. And if they hit you with two ravages, that double blight, that's four... That's rough. That's rough, man. But here's the thing. Do you know what this also means for Serpent? It's harder to place presents. You have a blight restriction. Because you can only place presents where it's blight-free. Yeah. That's not going to be so great. Now, of course, you can go ahead and move presents, which is nice, which will be able to assist you. But just simply saying, this adversary will probably get at least one early blight on you. Oh, yeah. And that can be a very bad snowball, especially when you are a spirit that can't add presents into a blighted land. I mean, level six, they add a town and a blight. So, like, yeah. they're just adding extra blight right. to the Right, now island. you can move towns, yeah, which is nice, but that's, like, a little bit of a thing. That is helpful. But... You do have a setback. Yeah. And so I'm not sure how much just consistently moving towns, one town at a time. I don't know. I feel as if there's hope for this matchup. It's a serpent needs time to unleash its power. I think it's an uphill battle, but I don't think serpent is automatically defeated. I don't think automatically defeated. It is. I've seen serpent come back from some crazy stuff. And serpent can do some cheese, especially if it's being fed by grain or like earth or someone helping it spam. That helps. Some of the voters had to be thinking of the time. Yeah. When you think about Serpent, you automatically think slow. I don't think Serpent is as slow as many people think they are. I'm not saying they aren't slow. I'm saying they may not be as slow as you think. We've mm-hmm. said this before. Yeah. But still, that has to be what some of the people were voting for. And that is a factor. We have to acknowledge it. So moving on to third place with 34% of all the votes is Base Shadows. We need to stop including Base Shadows. So, here's the thing. What is there left to say? You know what we would say. 
Moving on to number two. <laughs> yep. With 42% of all the votes. Well, if this episode is the first one you ever heard of, Base Shadow simply just isn't the hottest spirit. They're pretty clunky and they're not as smooth as other characters. They take a little while to get going and they're not as offensively minded as they might need to be to counter all of Sweden's extra people they started with. Google search an aspect, pick one of them, it'll help. Yep. If this is the first episode you've ever listened to and you're wondering why we're skipping shadows, we've spoken at length to shadows deficiencies in various strategies in the early game and that's really going to hurt Base shadows very hard and so that snowball that we talked about with serpent will escalate i think a bit quicker with shadows so jokes aside that is why we're kind of moving on so once again where was i at second place this is pretty bad for you know number two this is the 23rd spirit that people think that you should take at 42% of all Ooh. voters that's a good chunk of people almost half and this is not a surprise in my opinion sharp fangs behind the leaves. So talk about blight restrictions. Talk about blight restrictions. <laughs> sharp fangs is easily the number one spirit that everyone points to. Oliver Twist style, whenever the topic of blight restrictions comes up, because it is well known that sharp fangs does not like to have blight on the field. There are many reasons why. You're left innate. It's so strong. One of the best innates, in my personal opinion, yeah. like, no joke, seriously, is Ranging Hunt. Sure, it might not be drastic. That's not why I love it. The reason why I love it is because it's constant. And it stacks. And it stacks. And Sharp Fangs, one of the reasons why I really like Sharp Fangs is because of the fact that Sharp Fangs is one of two spirits in the entire game that has two damage-dealing innates. That is so... Interesting. Right. This means that they are a very consistent attacker. And I love consistent attackers. But the thing is, is Ranging Hunt gives you mobility for your beasts and then damage for your beasts that are there. But the problem is, is that you cannot use Ranging Hunt in a land that's blighted. Furthermore, Teeth Gleam from Darkness is a wonderful card because it's your only power card that lets you add a beast. The two options it gives you is one fear, add a beast, or if it has both beasts and invaders, three fear. Mm. So you're getting fear either way. And on the first option, you're adding a beast. It's your only card that lets you add a beast. So this card is fantastic because it's fear, whether at a small rate or at a large rate. Or if you chose that option, you can add beasts, which is critical oh, yeah. for fangs. It is so incredibly useful for them. It is like adding said, to your necessary. army. You need to. It's adding to your army. So the problem is, is that Teeth Gleam from Darkness also cannot be used in a blighted land. So when your best innate that gives you the most consistent amount of mobility and damage cannot be used in a blighted land and... You have your best fear card and your only beast adding power card. Yes, you can get beasts out there by converting your special rule. Special rule. But as far as powers, this is your only one. Yeah. These are very important powers to your kit and you can't use them if the land is too blighted. What does Sweden do? Add double blight. <laughs> 
So there's a lot of blight out there. It makes sense. I don't <laughs> think it's unwinnable. I think no, if you I think can doable. get to Sweden before they start blighting everything, because yeah. you are a fast attacker in the early game. And you can prevent builds. And prevent builds. Unfortunately, they add towns a lot. Mm. Not just build towns, they do add towns. Let's this isn't <laughs> uh, looking so great for Fangs, is it? But I cannot call myself a self-respecting Fangs fan if I don't defend them a little bit here and there. May I remind you? You have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it is true that in the way we just described, Fangs is in fact hampered by Blight. Mm-hmm. But Keeper of the Forbidden Wilds is also hampered by Blight. True. Even more so statistically than Fangs. Now it hurts Fangs in a big way. Fangs has two Blight restrictions. Keeper has three Blight restrictions. When it came to Fangs, it was one and eight, one card. When it comes to Keeper, it is one and eight, one card, one growth option. Mm -hmm. So one of your growth options lets you add a presence into a land, but it has to be a blight-free land. So it cannot be in a blighted land. So placing presence is going to be just a wee little bit harder. Sure. Then Spreading Wilds, your capability to keep a land clear can only be in a land that is currently clear of blight. Furthermore, Sacrosant Wilderness, which is a surprisingly good damage card, do two damage per wilds token you have in a land? For a character that spits wilds tokens, this is actually a really good card. Yeah. Because it's fast. And guess what? It's your only fast attack. I love fast damage cards. And when your fast attack is completely neutered because there's a blight, oh, I like having my fast damage. Yes, I know Fangs also has a fast damage that gets negated by blight, but so does Keeper. So, like I said, yes, I agree with you that Fangs is hampered. But Keeper too! But Keeper too! (laughs) (laughs) Just keeping things fresh. Keep the playing field level. Who is our worst? Just, <laughs> I'm just trying to clap back against all the anti-Fang sentiments. <laughs> Keeper's also bad, but also S-tier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving on. <It> is. <laughs> but just like I said, some people might find that surprising. Yeah. Yes, Fangs is the one that's famous for it, but Fangs only has two restrictions. Keeper has three. Yeah, that's good so, to remember. Anyway, moving on to our 24th spirit that all of you want to play as against Sweden, apparently. The worst of the worst. Comes our number one. Fifty percent of all voters. Fifty percent is a big number. Yeah. And it belongs to base Earth. Which is so funny because the book said that Base Earth has a skip card. <laughs> you should play him. The community's like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. Like pounding on keyboard. <laughs> Furiously typing in the comments. I know. So the book is just, they give this claim and then the community's just like a sealed door. <laughs> Destroy it! <laughs> so, no. so, to be fair, that one specific emotion is true. Year of Perfect Stillness does, in fact, stop a lot of the bad guys coming in and doing their evil deeds with Double Blight. Yeah. They have a ton of extra damage. You can skip it. And in the late game with Earth, you can even copy Year of Perfect Stillness. And true. Heck, maybe in the mid game, depending on what cards you find. Yeah. You can copy Year of Perfect Stillness and get it twice. That is true. That is a good thing. Problem, though, is that base Earth is very good with defense and is better with defense than they are with action skipping. So, if you are better with defense than action skipping, ooh, 
When you play against an adversary that isn't so great against defense-centered builds, it makes sense that a defender, eh, yeah. ain't doing so good. And the numbers that Earth puts out there early game for defense, three in one land, seven in another, not bad, not the worst. For normal game! Yeah, for a normal game. <laughs> not against Sweden, that just amplifies damage. But at level six, you have them everywhere. They're on your coast. They're in the middle. They're in the inland. There's two cities. There's three towns. They're everywhere. And you can't grow quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, just like, keep stalling. Uh, oh, the game's over. Okay, we lost. Yeah, the capability to stall and defend against this specific high damage adversary just isn't enough. No. Your speed isn't enough. You do have some tools, but they come a little too late. So it's just, oh. I see it. It makes a ton of sense. Resilience Earth could be able to stop Ooh. some of the blight a little bit better than base Earth. Yeah. Might Earth is going to be able to get that copying a lot faster because you can trigger Gift of Strength Good point. significantly faster yeah. because of the fact that you have additional card play. But that's not who's at number one here. That's base. <laughs> this is base Earth. It makes sense. I love Earth and I love Fangs, but I totally see it. It's true. Sweden's it's unique with that high enough. Yeah. Right. Their offense is just a bit too good mm -hmm. against you. So, now that we have looked at... Enough of the negative. Enough of the negative. So, let's go ahead and look at the honorable mention. As far as how the numbers came out, we just had two honorable mentions, and they both got the exact same amount of votes. Okay. Since I used the words them and they both, I just gave away that here is the other tie in the entire <laughs> list. <laughs> so, we have a tie here. With our honorable mentions, we have lure and base River. See, I thought River would be higher here. Yeah? I kind of wanted River to keep making the top fives. Now you have the floor. <laughs> Talk about it. Seeing how much power Control had in our game, and if you listen to our previous episode, we just raved on how Control really neutered Sweden, and River being one of just the powerhouses of Control. Same with Lure. Dude, you're also, right. This is the very first time Base River did not make it into the top five. And it hurts my heart. <gasps> I think it's also Lure. What? I think they could have made it. Both of them. Control is so strong. If you stop building. It's true. Each of them have been in the top five in every single adversary survey until today. The one thing you don't want Sweden doing is ravaging using that extra damage. Right. If you can move shift pieces around on the board, like right. Lord River can, you're golden. You just got to find a big damage right. card or have River just cast massive flooding. There are ways to get around it. I thought they would be higher. In the same way that downpour is to defenders... I think Finder is to controllers. Ooh. It is true that Lure can shuffle around towns. Yeah. It is true that Base River can shuffle around towns. But Finder can control to such a ridiculous extent Anything that the only control that's going to be as powerful as control could be will be Finder. In yep. the same way that defense, if anyone is going to put defense as good as it needs to be for this kind of adversary, it's going to be downpour. Good point. So Lure can shuffle towns. Base River can shuffle towns, but guess what? Sweden is adding towns. Yeah. So they have anti-control tendencies. Okay, but these characters are going to suffer against those anti-control tendencies more than Finder would. Yes, it's true that Finder will suffer a little bit, but guess what? Finder is so ridiculously controlly that it's like, well, you took me from power 10 to power 9, but the difference of that isn't as big yeah. and as being Finder. someone who is control power 3 to control power 2. Ugh. 
And Finder's Isolate, which we saw being so beneficial. Right. Oh, and the isolation in tandem with that control, like you said, is just perfect. Because, hey, let me bottle them all up into one spot isolate the spot no one's coming or going. out of it yep right and lure and base river lack that mm-hmm. furthermore with lure's case because of the fact that they are going all over the place with these extra towns that are just showing up they might eat up a few of your tokens as well Ooh. and tokens are the very ammo by which you attack the bad guys your one so, damage card uses tokens i still think though that lure could do some pretty good work here let's not forget that lure still is fantastic you are ignoring ignoring explorers but sweden does nothing with them no. so you are saving some damage because hey at least we can remove all the damage this ravage in this land from all the explorers whoop-de-doo cool <laughs> <laughs> we had 12 damage let's ignore explorers we have 10 damage coming in. <laughs> Double blight? All right, perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Is this a character that lacks a defend card? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that wouldn't have helped you anyway. So. Honorable mentions. <laughs> Honorable mentions. Still, being able to have fast attacks are nice. I would feel better with the matchup if you can remove some blight, mm. perhaps, or prevent stuff. Yeah. But lure doesn't prevent as many things as good as other characters do because of the fact that, yes, you're controlling some people, and I might myself have had really good luck with softly beckon ever inward and stopping bad guys yeah, building with love that. that card and that is really effective however the problem is that swayed by the invaders i think is gonna hurt you it's not that lure uses dahan very much with their starting hand because they really don't they can move them but that's the only thing they do with them so what's gonna hurt here is the dahan that you never really were using anyway are gonna turn into towns and that's just gonna hurt a lot yeah. lure will not usually be accustomed to towns popping up that fast. And Lure is a slower spirit. Yep, usually is. Base River still can hit hard. That's great. Also has great control and it's consistent. Um, but they still start with a city, and yeah. that city is not on the coast. It's on the inland, Ryan. It's in the inland. Uh, oh, and there's also the one in the coast. So it's like, uh, well, your starting city that you can't move, at least you can hit hard in the river's coast. one flaw is cities. Until uh, it gets obviously more leveled up. Right. But in that early game, cities are tough. Right. But you still have power, but there's no prevention here. No. You can make Tahan. Always good. Always good. That's actually really helpful. It's probably just ends up keeping up with the ones you're losing. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. And depending, if you can find some additional Tahan moving cards, you may be able to circumvent that escalation effect, which is actually quite nice. Yeah. And spawning Tahan is actually going to be really nice for that escalation effect. That escalation effect might happen three times or four times in your game, but it is dangerous. It has the capacity to turn a clear land into a land with a city, town, and explore in a single turn. Oh, it's devastating. So it goes from zero incoming damage to nine. <laughs> in, in a one blink. turn in a blink and that's just one escalation effect oof oh yes we moves quick so now we can go into our top five and i'm so happy to say that we don't have any ties oh in perfect. the top five so every entry here is owned exclusively by the one who won it so in fifth place with 30% of all the votes Whoa. is our happy little hummingbird. Hello, hummingbird finder. Who Finder not? of paths unseen. I mean, we did see its capabilities yep. against this adversary. I see it. I think it needs help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I... you want someone to be killing, you know, all the bad guys yeah. coming in. So you either got to pull a big major or you got to have a teammate that right. can help out. But the control was very yep. useful. You still can prevent a lot 
through excessive control, but you can't stop something that's already there. Right. This is where Irresistible Call was so good for you. Ah, it was incredible. Just gathering everyone in and then you oozing in as Miss and Mm -hmm. just destroying it all. When we talked about River, those early cities are tough for River. Finder, who cares? Who cares? Move invaders. Right. I don't care what you are. You are being shuffled. You are being teleported. I mean, you were literally teleporting cities from my board to your board. I think like turn one, I moved a city because I had to. It's just something Finder can do. You've played Scotland a lot. <laughs> you know how it is. If you play Scotland with Finder, you'll be moving cities a lot. Turn More that later. Turn one onward. <laughs> we'll talk about that in Scotland. So I have no gripes about Finder being in fifth. You won't hear any complaints from me because we just spent an entire episode talking about how great Finder oh, was. Oh, it was a great game. Good one-two mm-hmm. punch. Let's go and look at our number four. I will say, by the way, our third place, fourth place, and fifth place were all very close. Oh. The votes were very tight. A couple percentage points. Yep. So, our fourth place is 32%. Finder had 30%. Our fourth place had 32% of all the votes. And that spirit being Thunderspeaker. I might be dumb. I don't see this one. I I don't see it, Ryan. For me, I think it's what we described early last episode. I think avoiding that escalation effect is going to be a lot easier for Thunderspeaker than most other spirits. Okay. Think about it. You are clearing a land of Dahan because you are probably gathering them into areas to do a lot of damage. True. So, you are doing a lot of damage, killing a lot of bad guys. You have a lot of Dahan clumped up. Once that land gets explored, that land was either clear, there's no Dahan there because you pull them out. Because you have your army. So there's no one to get converted. Mm, okay. Or the incoming explorer is trying to explore a land that is densely populated with Dahan. So Swayed by the Invaders is probably not going to trigger because Swayed by the Invaders triggers when the Invaders equal Dahan numbers right. or surpass Dahan numbers. But since Thunderspeaker usually will clump them up with their gameplay, this statistically won't happen as often. Okay. That's probably what I'm guessing people think. I see it a bit more, and that's like in an ideal circumstance. What if like there is a Dahan straggler in a land? Right. You're going to lose it. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's going to suck. I do think, though, that Thunderspeaker in the community in general has a lot of fondness. Mm. That may be carrying some weight here because well, if I can save Dahan and then attack with Dahan, it's that's thematically true. fitting yep. and satisfying. I'm guessing it's the evading the that escalation effect. By grouping them up, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Besides that, uh, the damage is good. Manifestation, power, and Damage glory. is always very good, but there's nothing against Sweden where extra damage or having high damage is good. That's as good against any I adversary. guess you can say since they are adding a lot of buildings out there, there's just simply a lot more buildings for you to destroy with your second and eight. True. That could be it. But then, you know, your defense is not going to be nearly as good. Because you have that defend card that's kind of useless Right. Now. Attacking at the same time is going to be nice, but Sworn to Victory might be triggering a lot. So, I could see this going either way. Yeah. Honestly, I think this would depend on how good you are as a Thunderspeaker player. I think that's another thing, Ryan. I'm seeing myself as a poor Mm -hmm. to mid-level Thunderspeaker. Probably, like, not good. Yeah. So, I just think I would really struggle against Sweden. I would not be grouping them up well enough, or I wouldn't be playing the right cards. Yep. I mean, fourth place, a lot of people voted for them. I'm just a bad Thunderspeaker player. (laughs) Plain and simple. But yeah, I think if you can evade the escalation effect and you can keep popping those towns. Yep. 
Because Thunder Speaker is a great town popper. Yeah. And you can use that extra damage to get rid of cities. Good now, point. as far as health goes, the buildings are just the same as any other. Normal, yeah. Yet, your lack of preventing anything is probably going to be a decent factor that restricts Thunder Speaker from the top three. But you're destroying so much, it might not matter. Yep. So, I see what you're saying. Yep. So, our number three, our top Three we are now getting into our bronze medalist Here with thirty four percent. Finder was thirty percent, Thunder Speaker thirty two percent, and our third place is at thirty four percent. Neck and neck. These are all very close. Yeah. And the bronze medal goes to Vengeance as a burning plague. No fight for me. This makes complete sense. Total sense. Yeah. The bad guys are asking you to hurt them. They are unzipping their fly. Kick me here. <laughs> You like bonus damage? I will literally give you more bonus damage against me. Double Badlands? Yes, please. (laughs) Hey, I'm adding towns. So you can keep your disease tokens. (laughs) True. I'm not going to use it. Hold on to your weapons and hit me with it, please. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. Sure, the board is getting dirty, but guess who doesn't care? Vengeance loves the dirty. Vengeance just basks, bathes, wallows in the filth, and (laughs) uses it as bonus damage. You know, it would be a shame if I had lingering disease tokens that gets me damage and fear. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a shame that they get around my disease tokens. Oh, no. I was probably going to keep it anyway. (laughs) So We've talked about, like, fun games or, like, a fun spirit or Mm -hmm. fun situations this would be a fun game for me because i've never done vengeance against sweden Mm -hmm. this just sounds like a fun time of just like all weapons free yes weapons free just shoot them let's go yep so to those who may not be aware vengeance as a burning plague is a spirit that gets bonus damage if the land they are targeting their attacks in is blighted so the more blight is in a land the more bonus damage you get here i found a damage card that does two damage but the land is too blight in there. Well, it's four now. Nice. So there's two towns. Yeah. You can see how this quickly, quickly can go. And that could be just from a minor power. Right. Uh, and just devastate the bad guys. Vengeance is the other spirit that has two damage dealing innates. Oh. Like you said, vengeance is weapons free. Pure offense. Right. Especially with extra blight on the board. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the disease isn't going away. So you yep. can target lands better and amplify damage with that disease. Yep. Wow. So... Vengeance was really good against Habsburg Mm -hmm. because Habsburg also can put Blight out there and Blight negates Habsburg's bonus health, which is one of the reasons why Vengeance is so good and Wildfire was so good because Wildfire is a Blight user. But this is interesting because Sweden, we have one Blight user that's good and one Blight user that's bad. True. You see, the thing is, is one of those Blight users places the Blight as the damage is coming in and can negate a bad guy health buff. Here, though, simply adding it all the time is just going to be really painful in comparison to this character who just simply uses it. The more you have, the better you get. So I personally believe that Wildfire, in my personal opinion, was a bit better against Habsburg, but that's okay because Vengeance takes a spotlight here. And with Vengeance, say a land is already double blighted, you don't want it to cascade, you can skip Ravage actions with one of the cards that Vengeance has. That's skipping. You'll notice every member of our top three can get get around something okay and like you said we can get around ravages here with our spiky disease plague lizard strike low with sudden fevers one fear invader skip ravage actions 
There you go. There it is. And when they have, you know, three cities, a few towns, and explorers, and their damage that's coming in is literally in the 20s or more, yeah. skipping ravages is quite nice. Especially <laughs> if the land's already blighted, you don't need that extra damage buff. Right. So there you go. There is our bronze medalist. I definitely, definitely agree. When I look at the three that were tightly packed together, yeah. Finder, Thunderspeaker, Vengeance, I gotta hand it to Vengeance. Although Finder, I still believe, is a little bit more useful than Thunderspeaker, personal opinion. I think that as well. But I think Vengeance is squarely set at three. Yep. I 100% agree. Now we have a big jump into our top two. Are we out of the 30s? We are from 34% to 55. Jeez. More than half of all the voters. Goodness. Voted for our silver medalist here. Okay. A spread of ramping green. That's my green. (laughs) Oh, this makes a ton of sense. Hey, green can stop builds and can stop ravages. We do extra damage during the ravage. Nope. (laughs) Stop. Nope, 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 nope. That is nice. Green and many minds have a fantastic way of going and noping a thing, but green can just get in there and do it consistently all the time. So... Uh, the defense isn't going to be super useful here, but you already have Blight Removal built into your kit. True. Albeit you have to get to your late game. Oh, wait. Late game for you is like turn mid-game, five. Yeah, you're mid-game, like, <laughs> so you're fine. You'll get there quick. Your late game is everyone else's mid game, so you'll get there quite fine. One damage to each building. One damage to each building is really nice, but oh gosh, I'll say it again because it's that good. Stopping ravages! Yeah, it's the one thing that Sweden <laughs> does, basically. They are constantly... Right, using really high damage ravages. This is the difference that prevention versus defense makes. Base Earth is really great at defense. Sure. Green is really good at prevention. Look at the disparity. Earth, literally the worst in people's votes. Green, second best. Because of that prevention. Because of that prevention. That seriously carries a lot of weight. Green has so many reasons why they are a fantastic spirit for a lot of ways, but the skipping ravages is easily... Life-saving. The life-saving, critical, lighthouse spotlight ability that is being shown here. Yes, preventing builds on the sly is also really good. I don't think it's as good as stopping the ravages, seeing how they add. Yeah. But the thing is, is you can go and move towns as well. So you can be like, get in there! Move a town into those mountains or sands. We can do damage to each town. Right. Or you yourself can also aid in having a problem spot. True. Keep shoving those towns into the problem lands and keep preventing the ravage and you can move to han away from that yeah it's great i wish that power fields choked with growth was and Mm. you can push to han and towns probably be overpowered it'd probably be overpowered but i'm okay with it we've discussed with russia and habsburg how lure can ignore the explorers and that's Mm -hmm. like russia's thing and habsburg stone can pull the blight from the box not the card that's habsburg's thing i feel like green stopping the ravage is like stopping sweden's thing you can stop any number of any kind of bad guys. Any... Oh, we do extra damage? We bring extra blight? Do you have extra damage dealing explorers? Ignore! Yeah. Do you have extra damage dealing towns? Ignore! Yeah. Cities too? No! Yeah, that you ignoring... You can stop 
anyone. Stopping Ravage is insane. Green simply can nope anyone. And noping high damage buildings has never been more attractive. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And it's not a card. You just need to build sacred sites. Mm-hmm. And that's so easy with green because you grow so fast. Right. Like with Vengeance, you don't want to keep reclaiming that card to prevent a Ravage. Green, you don't have to do that. Right. You're destroying yourself. Prevention yeah. is the name of the game it here. Is. Not defense. It's prevention. And now, our number one, our gold medalist, the champion that takes the podium with 68% of all the votes. That's a lot of voters. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. With an easy win, 68% comes in, grinning trickster stirs up trouble. Trickster? Trickster, baby. The goofy jester spirit? That's right. This is not the first time that Trickster has been in the top five. It's only the second so far. Okay. I'm actually quite happy to see them once again in the top five. And now this is the very first time they've taken gold medalist, baby. Is it because of that combo of impersonate authority and and then incite the mob? Is that... (laughs) (laughs) That's one of them. That's a big combo. Grinning Trickster stirs up trouble. The Strife user. The only Strife user. Oh, look. The Bad guys have a lot of incoming bonus damage? Huh. That'd be a shame if I stopped, oh, all of it. Are you defending (laughs) against it? Nip. Oh. Just turning it to zero. Big fat zero. It's insane. It's great. And not only are you stopping all of the damage from specific invaders, but there's this one combo. I'm going to read the card. (laughs) So in person authority, nothing too exciting. Add one strife. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Incite the mob, though. An invader with strife deals damage to other invaders, not to each invader, but one fear per invader this power destroyed. Oh, wait a minute. You can turn a strifed invader on their friends? Yeah, so maybe like a strife city? How much You know, that'd be a real shame if that <laughs> bad guy had bonus damage. Count them five? One, two, three, four, five? <laughs> you know how in Pokemon some types were super effective against themselves? Mm-hmm. Like Dragon was super effective against Dragon? This is kind of what it's like. We bring bonus damage. That'd be a shame if I took it and sent it right back right at right you. Right back at you. And then you get fear for each invader destroyed. Right. Oof. Okay. Oh, I you think can I've kill so many people. Two towns and one explorer? Right. That's insane. That's a lot of people. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Did we get bonus fear? I know we already said that, but that's huge. Fear ambles up. Because it's they don't have a whole lot of fear cards. Yeah. So you could really use that to a maximum here. You're taking away the thing that Sweden does, just like Green did. Yep. You are negating it right in the bud. No damage. And then with unexpected tigers. You have that control aspect, so you can move explorers around. Right. Which is nice. We've seen control be very effective against Seriously, Sweden. yeah. And Flare for Discord is kind of important here. That's true. <laughs> hey, do you want's better than adding a strife out there? How about another? <laughs> and another. And another. Another. I like this. Another. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I'm so okay with that special rule and so mad about Shadow special rule. Because they basically do the same thing. You get like self to pay to use it. Spend an energy to do a thing. But for some reason, it's so much better on Trickster. Yeah, preventing damage is kind of important, especially when you also have other abilities that trigger off of Strife bad guys. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit more integrated. The effect you are getting for that one energy is a bit more integrated to your own gameplay than Shadows was. Because it was just ignoring range. Yeah. And then... Which is nice. Let's see what happens. Who knows? It might be a really good... Right. 
Maybe you want to get drought. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> You're probably going to blight anyway, so I mean... <laughs> yeah, they might as well just destroy the towns. Right. So it totally makes sense, in my opinion. And now that we have revealed all the characters and all their placements on the list, there's three observations I What's, have. Yeah, what stands out to you? It's funny because look at who we played with and look who got number one and two. Mm. We have favorites that took first and second place. We didn't play and them. we have other favorites that we played as. Yeah. We played as Finder Mist. Yet Trickster Green, who are also some of our favorites. Trickster was higher took the on podium. my list. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what would happen if we did play Green Trickster. Ooh. Would it be too know. easy? It might be too easy. Maybe. I don't know. It would be, be fun. A game with you is always fun. Aww. Aww. And Spear Island. But, is <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like, look at number one or two. It's some of our favorites. Yeah, some of our most played spirits. Oh, yeah. Another observation I had, my other two observations, I should say, was where is Stone and where is Downpour? Don't oh. worry, I have an answer for this. So we've been talking about how when defense looks bad, Downpour is still just a salient. And in the same way, Trickster can take advantage of bonus damage and send it back at the bad guys. Yeah. Isn't there someone else who does that? Can't Stone do that? Huh, Stone's an Eula Defiance. So why did Trickster come in so high and Stone was literally nowhere to be found? Not even in the honorable mention. Hmm. Well, it's the blight. We'll get into this a little bit. Some of you even hit on this, but problem is Stone is going to struggle with the blight. And that kind of sounds weird at first, because usually Stone can ignore blight. That's Stone's thing. That's Stone's thing. Problem, though, is that they are simply putting just a little bit more blight out there. Than what you're comfortable with. And by a little bit more, I mean literally double. (laughs) So, yes, Stone can ignore blight, and it's fantastic. And you can ignore Sweden blight coming in, even if it's double, if you have a sacred site is just simply a little bit more than stone will usually have to deal with you don't always want to be making sacred sites with stone just to ignore the blight coming in you want right. to spread out and so you can cover multiple lands and ignore that blight right and so your inability to stop blight at the usual rate that mm. stone does is probably hurting you that said if you can reflect the bonus damage against the bad guys still going to be very good if you can pull that off because hey bonus damage Damage, pow, I can right. smack you with it. But here's another problem. Under normal circumstances, if you look at bad guys' health and their damage, it's the same. So if there's 13 health worth of bad guys and you would have reflected 13, but now I'm reflecting, let's say, 20. Yeah. Uh, well... Well, <laughs> the extra damage, like, they still died. They still die, so it's kind of overkill. Now, granted, if you get the first level of your Break Themselves Against Stone Innate, where you only reflect half, that is where it's going to shine a lot better. Because you're not doing one for one. You're doing 50%. But yeah. 50% plus their bonus. It's amplified, right. Now you can get it. So it's still salient. And in Downpour sense, why didn't Downpour get a whole lot of love? Like, once again, not even an honorable mention. But isn't the defense out the wazoo? And the they defense... can remove blights. Right, their defense is out the wazoo. But you're lowering Dahan counterattack damage. Mm. Who aren't even there because they got converted. Yeah, I think there's a reason neither of them ended up on the bottom five or the top five. This just all goes to show prevention is what you need, not defense. That said, being a mobile medic is still very good and being able to go and isolate is also very good. But I think that's what prevented Downpour and Stone from being in the top five or honorable mention. But Devil's Advocate, 
I still think that those matchups with Downpour and Stone are doable. Yeah. Not bad. I I'm think not so. going to say it's bad. I'm not going to say it's great either. And look, even the voters reflected that. Yes, they got a few votes, but not enough to get up into the high marks that Trickster, Green, or Vengeance got. And with Downpour, there's a little bit of randomness where you don't know what mine you're going to draw to spam. So you never really know like how strong you're going to get. You kind of need to lean on that defense and then remove some of the blights. But for my Downpour games, I don't know. I feel like I'm really depending on what minor powers I draw, and then I get to pick on what I spam. So it kind of depends on which spirit build I become. Like, may I will be a fierce spirit, or may I will be damaged, but you never know where you're going to pull. Right. So, it all depends. Right. So there you go. There are all the numbers. So, with honorable mention of Lure and Base River, the top five was Trickster, Green, Vengeance, Thunderspeaker, and Finder, and the bottom five was... Nightmare Wildfire, Serpent, Base Shadows, then Fangs, and Base Earth. You know, I don't think I'm surprised too much by any of these. They make sense. Wish Base River was higher. (laughs) (laughs) But that might just be bias. (laughs) Yep, that makes sense. So yeah, prevention is the name of the game. Yet extreme control can get you prevention. Yeah. So I think that's a theme that I'm starting to see here. I think we have been seeing it over these past few episodes. I'm actually a little surprised lightning didn't show up anywhere. Yeah. Speed can kind of keep up with Sweden. They have damaging buildings. Lightning is the building destroyer. I don't know. I was a little surprised lightning didn't make an appearance here. Yeah, Sweden's high damage and slightly accelerated gameplay is poking a few more holes into Lightning's ship here, I think. Still, Lightning's inability to prevent, Lightning's inability to consistently attack, to heal Blight. You typically have some downturns with Lightning, unless you're in a reclaim loop. But, but, to be fair, Lightning never showed up on the bottom five, so could be a middle of the pack. I'm just saying, I think, yeah, Lightning being the damage dealer, again, buildings can do pretty well against Sweden. Who knows? Right on. Enough data. (laughs) Time to the comments. Comments, best part. (laughs) All right. Jonah comes in and says, I'm here before a bunch of people vote Earth for the struggle category. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Earth. Earth did get number one for the Earth can skip actions. It's true, but... But the defense, though. (laughs) Not enough, I'm afraid. Not great. Red Revenge comes back and says, Any spirit that is proactive will succeed against Sweden, killing buildings before they ravage, particularly. You need to prevent ravages from happening. Trickster (gasps) is excellent here. Hey, top voted. However, spirits that are defensive in nature tend to struggle. Stone is a spirit who really struggles versus Sweden. Isn't Trickster defensive? Oh. In a way, oh. yeah, but in the fact that Strife can go and prevent damage is how that defense is better, I think. I wonder what they mean by proactive, because isn't the player what's being proactive than the spirits, or no? What do you think? When I think proactive, I think of characters that set up and will prevent things from happening. A wild token will do this. Okay. Action skipping in the form of prevention will do this. That's kind of a proactive approach to things. Disease tokens are proactive. Isolating will be proactive because you stop someone from exploring. Mm -hmm. You disrupted the normal flow of bad guy routine somehow. Whether it was with an isolation, whether it was a clutch explorer kill really early, maybe it was a token. When I think of proactive, that's what I think of. So I think it's interesting though how Jonah already (laughs) identified the number one (laughs) voted worst character (laughs) and Red Revenge. They mentioned perfectly the number one best voted character. That's it. I can go home. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Good episode. Yeah, that's See all you guys. Right, right, right. I'm gonna open this door. I'm gonna get out of here. Let me leave.
Steve Ryan. That's all, folks. It's been a while since we've done that. That joke? <laughs> that joke, yeah. Good times, good memories. Good times. I guess there's time. other comments yeah. to read. Mm-hmm. Andre actually responds to Red Revenge's statement, saying... Nah, Stone is not actually a defensive spirit at all, in that it doesn't stop the invader's plan. It's a weird spirit that combines being able to ignore the effects of losing fights with massive retaliation afterwards. And with Sweden's high damage, base health just means that it's much easier for Stone to headbutt Sweden to death. Likewise, wildfire is great. The math on burning the island to the ground yourself is much more favorable when the alternative is the invaders doing it twice over instead. In effect, Sweden poses the problem of if they ravage, you lose, and highly aggressive spirits make sure that they never ravage, while Stone is able to shrug off the you lose part. Interesting comment. Uh, I disagree. I like the wildfire idea. If you can... I don't. (laughs) If you can burn them before they build a city. Sure. I think if wildfire is late to the party, wildfire is gonna just screw the team over so bad. The right and eight can take away blights? (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) Yeah, I think... Yeah, maybe that's a better way to put it. If wildfire is ahead of the curve, you'll be fine. If wildfire is behind the curve, you're gonna get wrecked. There are some games... Where I get like a bad first draw where an explorer goes to the town. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I can't just kill that explorer mm. from one presence. So yeah. that kind of stinks. I do contest Andre's point here. Stone is a defensive spirit. I mean, sure, it may not be straight up defense in the way that we're used to it, but defense is literally the number one thing on their summary of powers. So I... <laughs> they have one defense card, I'll grant you, and it's not crazy defense in the same way that is accessible to other people. And like we said last time, the way that Stone clears a board is so much more <laughs> involved at clearing a land than how maybe Earth might keep a land clear or something. When people think of Stone, they think of the retaliation. Right, the Maybe counterattack. The counterattack. Right. Because that's the big thing, especially right. you can repeat power, right. or it's just so much damage you're throwing back at them. But defense is not a strategy that is completely summed up by just stopping incoming damage. Mm-hmm. If you equate defense to mean exactly stopping damage, then sure, maybe to you, stone wouldn't count as a defender. But I don't consider defense to perfectly verbatim equate to stopping damage. There's a lot of things that are encapsulated with the term defense. Being able to keep a land clear, maybe being able to heal a land of any blight that's there. Stopping damage, of course, is a part of it. Of course. But I would still say that Stone is a defensive spirit. I mean, the people who made the game know the game, and they have it's like defense how, up there for a reason. It's like how Keeper's defensive spirit. Yep. With those wilds tokens, yep, you are be the other at the source. Counterattacking defender, yeah. I would consider Keeper, because Keeper doesn't really stop a whole lot of damage, Mm-mm. do they? No, mm-hmm. but they still slow down the invaders. How? Because they prevent, and whoever makes it through their prevention gets smacked hard. Oh, yeah. So, as a whole, the whole gameplay style is defensive. Maybe not using defend cards, but... Maybe Andre plays them in a more offensive role, yep. or really likes that part of the innate. Yep. But yes, I agree with you. They and are... that is simply how my opinion clashes with theirs. Nothing wrong with that. We all have our own opinion. Yep. I am the dark man, says... <gasps> There was a recent community challenge on Reddit using both Stone's Unyielding Defiance and Grinning Trickster stirs up trouble. Both of these abuse Sweden's bonus damage and turn it against them, Mm -hmm. which is true. Strife is extra useful, but Trickster gets to use it to clear out lands really efficiently by using Incite the Mob. 
Same thing really with Stone, who's an 8 power, like we talked about, uses yeah. that extra damage against the invaders. Oh, it's so great. Other angles to attack Sweden are by trying to negate their escalation. It's one of the few with a reasonable way to avoid the escalation entirely if you have good Dahan movement abilities. Yeah, and yeah. that escalation is just so dirty. We just hate losing Dahan. Yeah, I mean, like we said, just- in one turn, you can go from a land that has no invaders to has a town, a city, and an explorer. It's Bam. awful. Ugh! Not sure who is the worst versus Sweden, though. Defense-based spirits take a hit in their efficiency, but most of them have other things going for them. I agree with that completely. I see Earth maybe struggling, yes. Earth can win against Sweden, I think. Yep. I don't know. And as you said, Trickster's loophole is the fact that you're not defending. You're just completely stopping Negating all all damage. And then with Inside the Mob, you can just make them fight each other. Right. With the five damage. That's insane. Right. Zenyatta Master says... Be sure to vote in our poll over at BGG. Three up votes! <laughs> That's me! <laughs> Who might that be? <laughs> That's me. Uh, is there anything from the hatchback over there? Uh, you're coming up. <laughs> Your turn. Pandemonium Heart comes back and says, Hey! In a world where men stockpile steel and guns for constant conflict, where humanity blights the land over and over again, one unlikely hummingbird might have what it takes to save us all. That's a hummingbird noise. <laughs> Sweden is weak to control, mm. wielding big guns but having nothing to resist control tactics. <laughs> the one control spirit to rule them all. Finder is the one to bring to make this matchup easy. Sweden is helpless to Finder's game plan of stockpiling invaders, shoving them off its board, and coordinating a big nuke for the built-up land. Its offense doesn't know favors in Finder's kill sites. When you stack a dozen buildings in a land, you are not defending it, whether or not they do bonus damage. Mm. With Sweden lacking any extra build or explore mechanisms, Finder can clear its board against it quicker than just about any other adversary at higher levels. Finder will do Finder things, and Sweden will follow unseen paths to their own demise. I love that sentence, Finder will do finder things yeah that just happens and there is usually like a big nuke and i was thinking in my head or just have mist come over yep. and do one damage that's each what we did that's <laughs> what we did and then power storm that and then do that right. again i have to say though mining rush is an anti-control thing mm. because when ravaging adds at least one blight to a land you just add a town to an adjacent land that can't be stopped normally unless you can with finder perfectly isolate it which can be done but that's not going to be completely doable all the time. And the escalation, too. Like, say there's a Dahan and Finder wasn't able to move them or get to them, they mm-hmm. can just turn into a town. Right. So if you can isolate that land, awesome. If you have them all completely in one land, you're golden. But oh, if, yeah. if you have a few problem sites, if you can isolate every single one, that could be slightly hard to control. It's fun to, like, theorize about Finder games, but yeah. when I've played them, I'm like, oh, this isn't going how I planned right. it. Right. <laughs> because... Getting them all together, we were eventually able to do kind of. For the most part. For the most part. Because, you know, we got all the big cities, but we didn't get everyone. No. There was still a lot on my board. So things happen. Events right. happen. Blight cards. Right. You know. And so Mining Rush is annoying for Finder. Yeah. You can undo the effects better than pretty much anyone else can, but that's just an additional thing that you're going to have to put up with. Of course, Mining Rush is a level five thing, so if you're not going that high, then you got nothing to worry about. That's <laughs> true. But at level 
six. Keep an eye on Mining Rush. That's all I got to say. So it is doable, but it's not going to be perfect or as clean as you may be accustomed to because Mining Rush is just going to be like, hey, hey. It was nice to, instead of me having to defend because we weren't really trying to defend in our game, just completely move half the invaders or just move everyone out of the land. And when they're at level six, they have bad guys everywhere. On the coast, in the middle, on the inland. So your job as finder to get them all into one spot is going to be a little bit more difficult than usual. And of course, the more players you have, that's a lot of people. Sure. It's fun to theorize and dream. And sometimes you do get the perfect Hey, it worked for us. We just focused on the cities. Yeah. So, but we had towns aplenty. We did. (laughs) That were not in the big problem land. But thank you for the comment. Yep. Many Windmills says... Get yourself a Strife user and you are good. Yeah. <laughs> we know Trickster can flourish here, but also Sweden gives us a reason to mess with those spirit aspects. Mm. Pandemonium Lightning and Madness Shadows. Then cross your fingers that you don't get a bad event that negates Strife. <laughs> <laughs> but with Ryan's luck, that'll probably end up happening. Ooh, ooh calling you out there, Ryan. Many uh. Windmills got the quips. I was about to bring it up. <laughs> a little spicy. With my luck, this is going to... <laughs> get be like, hey, turn to LP. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Hey, wait, you commented that. <laughs> hey, <what>? Finishing <laughs> this comment, in terms of worst spirits, I really had a difficult time with base earth against Sweden. Either I'm stalling until it's too late or I'm overrun with blight. Same with Bringer. Not being able to push cities and also not having enough defense to stop the Blight has been a rough time for me in the past. Mm. I like how open and honest they are because I can see some people being like, that's not a problem with me. Or they're just like flexing. I like when people say like, hey, I've struggled here with this. Yeah. For me, it's hard to like open up like that at times because you don't want to like let down your guard or like seem like a worse player. So thanks for opening up, Many Windmills. It's a good habit to be true to yourself. Yeah. Have yourself grounded in reality. And just be like, hey, maybe I'm not good with the spirit or but this is why I've struggled with in the past against this adversary. That's me with Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where they're like, quote-unquote, S-tier, and you're just like... I can't crack this. <laughs> and I'm just stubbing my toe on a town. Just die! <laughs> Why can't I drown you? What about those spirit aspects? Yeah. The, the strife users of those. I think madness... I was about to say uh... madness... I have yet to really see the light on a scale this big. You know, yeah. we're like, sure, without an adversary, Madness Strife could probably work just fine. Here, though, you need a lot of strife. Right, because they and multiply. That's not a whole lot to deal out with Madness Shadow. It's one strife. <laughs> that's one, and you can't do it every turn. Yeah, and then I guess you want your presence to die, but you get one fear from it. <laughs> need I remind <laughs> you that this token that's hard to get out there with shadows that cannot be done from every single turn is also temporary. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I would prefer to see it come out a lot more. Sure. To be sweet and viable. And that's why Trickster is cool because right. you can add it for one right. energy. Right, for Discord. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I see any type of Strife user can be probably pretty mm-hmm. good. Woodnoggin says, Sweden's double blight soon makes Stone's blight resistance ability useless. It's harder to match blight with presence if Sweden is doing six plus damage and dropping extra blight. Finder and Thunderspeaker made by far the easiest game we've had against top level Sweden. Mm. They didn't drop a single blight. Nice. Thunderspeaker strong. Nice. That is great. Well, Thunderspeaker and Wait Finder. Wait, hang on. Time out. <laughs> 
Not one blight? Well, think about this, though. In our game, we had three escalations that went off. Yeah. That really hurt because they got a oh, lot sure. of bad guys out there because of it. Finder can stop those escalations, and Thunderspeaker can also stop those escalations, which means less bad guys. Mm. So, I'm guessing they also had some pretty convenient card draws. Had to. But no blight. nice. Going back to the stones thing, I agree. We were even talking about that earlier, which is, yes, stone can stop the negative aspects of when a blight enters, but this is just simply more blight than you're usually accustomed to taking on. Oh, yeah. So your capacity of resistance is going to be matched pretty quick. So you're going to be pretty whelmed early on. So that's something that's not necessarily awful against the matchup Stone versus Sweden, but it's something that the Stone player should be mindful of. Yeah, Stone's been getting a lot of, like, back and forth, very divisive. Right. I think if the Stone player does more sacred sites as opposed to not being a spread out, well, you you'll be better. You don't want to do that as stone, though. Yeah, but the double blank, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I feel like it's like a push and pull. Like, yeah, yeah stone can deal with it, but also it's not what they yeah. want to do. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I feel it. All right. Brochacha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So the listeners don't know what we're doing. So, <laughs> so, we have, so we have this ridiculously stupid inside joke that we came up some with years ago. Some say stupid, some say hilarious. <laughs> so at one point in life, we thought, what would be the funniest word that could be said with the most ridiculously stereotypical Russian accent out there? Just the most heavy-handed, ham-fisted, cliche, mm-hmm. thick Russian accent. What is the the funniest word or stupidest word. And we had come to the conclusion that brouhaha <laughs> is the funniest word because it's brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> it is brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> so then we would just be laughing at each other. We would just like pass <laughs> by each <laughs> other and just, yeah, just like brouhaha. <laughs> 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 and, so and then just go on about our day. <laughs> So many times we'll go and if something even remotely similar comes out to that, we'll be... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so dumb. And now we have someone coming. Now we have a... <laughs> so it's like, oh, we have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't already think so, people think we're strange. <laughs> I know they know who we are by now. <laughs> and you know what you signed up for. what are you? <laughs> Okay, getting back to their name, Bruhaha says, I think Starlight's Peace of the Nighttime Sky gives a big edge versus Sweden. Rampant Mm. and Trickster both negate invaders or ravages versus trying to defend. Defend spirits like base earth struggle. Mm. Highly offensive spirits do well. Yes, I said lightning. No one thought of lightning. (laughs) Even Thunderspeaker, though it's a little risky with Thunderspeaker, you have to watch out for that escalation. Mm -hmm. Peace of the Nighttime Sky, is that the one where you can skip ravages? I think. You can even skip two. Whoa. But the problem is, is that that card will go away and leave you once terror level two has been reached. I have it pulled up here. Peace of the Nighttime Sky. Obviously, it's a fast one energy, and you get a single moon. If the terror level is one, invaders do not ravage and target land this turn. Like Ryan said, you may repeat this power. If you do, you forget this power card, but gain a moon. Yep. So you can skip two ravages. Like, first turn if you're not ready yet. It's great. But then it's, oh, it's fantastic. Then it's gone. But then the thing is, is that it's useless terror two onwards. Yeah, so, so you, you gotta, gotta get use, rid of it. 
it. Yeah, you want to use it, and mm. then obviously double it. But they are correct. That is a fantastic card. Very critical for Starlight's early game. I need to play Starlight more, but I feel like if I would play Starlight more, I would just devote so much time to playing Starlight. And you don't know what you're going to get. I know. <laughs> Not my favorite. I want to go the water route. Draws nothing but animal and fire. <laughs> okay. No, I want to play test this. Next time I'll stack the deck. It's funny that they brought up the riskiness. I don't think that's been addressed yet. Yeah, Thunderspear could lose to Han. Oh, definitely. It's possible. I think if you clump up, you'll have the greatest chance of survival, though. Okay. I think I'm just... Of course, if you're not I'm just bad at the spirits. Right. With the proper placement of positioning Dahan is Thunderspeaker's bane or salvation. So okay. you could open yourself up to potential blight if you pull out of a certain spot, but at least they're not True. escalating there. So less bad guys coming in, exchange it for blight maybe. So I still think that if you can do it just right, you can get in there just in the nick of time with a big ball of Dahan where it doesn't matter how many of them there are because you can just manifestation of power and glory. <laughs> and Here's a 30 damage yeah. attack. They're Limo. dead. And that kind of solved a lot of our problems. Yeah, game over. <laughs> Killing our bad guys before they did anything. So. Aaron comes by and says, Sweden is actually my least played adversary at the moment. Oh. I have only faced Sweden solo with Green, Wildfire, and Keeper. Hmm. And Keeper was my best. However, I also did some solo two-spirit games with Wildfire and Serpent. And I also have faced them in some two-player games. Wildfire Serpent. Now, there's a combo I haven't done. That's like the epitome of fast out of the gate versus slow out yeah, of the gate. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> and the, the Aegis, the area defense card yeah. that we like love during Brandenburg Pressure. Right. Sweden's we, like, yeah. we don't care about your <laughs> two defense. <laughs> I don't care how many lands you do it in. Mm. We're doing more damage than that. But if you can get Serpent online, sure. Sure. Yeah, do enough damage, knock those yeah. people out. Serpent struggles with growing to blighted lands. So. Yeah. Green, great pick, though. Oh, and Keeper, yeah. also very good in the fact that those Wilds tokens can be really, really nice. Stop a lot at the mm-hmm. source. However, Keeper really does not like Blight. Another, <laughs> yeah, grower to Blight. Okay. Rayleigh Mo says, Sweden was the first adversary I tried to run up the ladder of the difficulties mm. in solo play. This was pre-Jagged Earth aspects and pre-Errata changes with the one bonus Blight. So, before all that. Mm. I really enjoyed the minigame of trying to protect my Dahan from the escalation condition. By grouping up the Dahan into mushroom packs, there we go. like you said, they become quite stout. I imagine Travel River would be even better. Interesting. Letting you stay nimble every round. River is great for a level 3 Sweden because who cares if buildings do more damage when they're being consistently washed down hills most turn. Unfortunately, that was my downfall with River and Sweden. Too often I would push to get card plays and delay the invaders by pushing them around. At higher difficulties, I just wasn't destroying enough of them until it was too late. Yeah. Ooh, that's the tough yeah. thing about River sometimes. Or like a control user like Finder. Mm. If you're just pushing, they're still there. Mm. There would often be one or two lands I just couldn't get to quick enough and wasn't playing optimally. Eventually, I got burned out with River trying to beat level six. Sadness. Mm. I randomly shifted to Lightning and beat level six first try. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that, John? River's your baby, uh, no. yet you've been trying to get Lightning promoted against me. I know, so. I'm just like... <laughs> Parent choosing between kids. I know. (laughs) I never play Lightning, so maybe someone else can tell me why that was a better matchup for solo play. Well, let's answer that question. (laughs) Was it base Lightning? I think you're the problem playing River. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they said this was pre-jagged earth. So just so yeah, base river good. and base lightning. River is tricky because, like you were saying with Finder, if you're just pushing things around, eventually you can't plug all the holes. Right, and river is very good against towns. Cities, not so much. So you're good on half of the matchup. And they start with bonus cities on the map to start right. the game. So you're right. already at a disadvantage. Whereas lightning is good against buildings. Mm. All of them. Whether they be town or city. Explorers, right. not so much. But guess what Sweden doesn't really do a whole lot with? Explorers. Explorers. So. And what is lightning there fast before the ravage? Right. So if you can destroy you a city can get be- there in time. Yeah. before the ravage. Yeah, I can see lightning being better potentially. River with better card plays or even with like better adversary cards showing up. If you're getting unlucky, that sinks. If they keep going to the same place and you're like, shoot. But it depends. Sam says, my partner and I actually just beat Sweden 6 for the first time. Hey! Okay, congrats. Nice job. Good job. As Wildfire and Shifting Memory. Oh. Memory was able to grant Wildfire enough elements to regularly firestorm multiple lands while also cleaning up the land. Nice. By the time Stage 2 came around, Wildfire's board was mostly clear, and Vanish Softly Away plus Spill Bitterness into the Earth was enough to keep the rest under control, so it ended up being a fairly straightforward game. So yeah, I don't buy that Wildfire has problems against Sweden. As a damage-based spirit, it does well against adversaries that don't get any bonus defense or ways to cheat builds into empty lands. Wildfire is much better against Sweden than England, for instance. I agree that Wildfire can kill so much so quickly that if you can get there just in time ahead of them, you'll completely clear the board. So I just want players that aren't accustomed with Wildfire's gameplay style to think that they can just pick up Wildfire and expect to dummy proof, get it every time. I think the pace is important. If Wildfire is their second, or if they got there before Wildfire did, Wildfire would have trouble. But I've also witnessed you playing against Trust me, I am the Wildfire guy in our social circle. I get it. Firestorm is insane. You've had so many clear boards. You're like, I have nothing to do here. I'll spread out. And if Wildfire got there first, awesome. Yeah. If you got there just as they did, awesome. But if you got there a bit too late, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting where Wildfire really isn't a Blight user. No, it's just symptomatic of your gameplay that yeah. more Blight will get out there. And if you get there first, there's only going to be one Blight there. If they get there first, there's going to be two Blight there. Then when you show up, a third goes. Right. And then that cascade. You can really use so, that for something. Like I said, if you get there first and you can clean a spot that they go to and then you hit it, awesome. and then with Firestorm, you can keep them clear with pinging them off by splitting up Firestorm because, hey, look, one explorer went there. Let's split Firestorm up to go in three or four different lands, kill them there, keep them low. Awesome. Yeah. When you got there early, Wildfire is going to go ham when you got there in time. I think that's not going to be dummy proof, though. I think if you got there too late, it ain't going to be so well. And if you did get there late, it would be better if you played Vengeance instead. Oh, yeah, because Vengeance gets to use that Blight yep. for their benefits. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I've also just seen Wildfire crazy powerful, so... Oh, trust me. I get it. This is like one of those buyer beware things. Oh, okay. So People I... are just loving Wildfire right now. I love Wildfire. Yeah, especially you. Do you like winning before the bad guys win? <laughs> I do! <laughs> win before you lose. That's right. 
Paul Dolfa says, I've had a lot of fun in my few games of Trickster used against Sweden. Striving those high damage buildings can buy you some time along with causing damage in troubled lands by turning the cities against everyone else. Mm. Incite the mob. We love that card. Personally, I tend to avoid using Thunderspeaker hmm. due to getting my slow Dahan powers plans getting messed up by one lone explorer causing the invaders to outnumber my Dahan. I hate that. You hated that. <laughs> in that same vein, River is good at keeping Dahan levels high to prevent Sweden mm. from turning Dahan into towns mm. and just the amount of control River has is always a blessing. Mm-hmm. So this oh, is... I hate when my Thunderspeaker rhythm is disrupted. Oh, yeah. When I'm in my rhythm, you feel so dope. Ah, we're and killing people here. Powerful. Yeah. When you get out of rhythm, out of sync, and things just start to klutzly fall apart. Oh, I hate that One feeling. explorer, all of a sudden. I know. That boom. wrench just goes into your engine, and you're like, no! So I think we're seeing a little bit of a clash where someone said River they really struggled with, mm-hmm. and they couldn't beat level six, and Poldolfa saying that River is awesome. Yep. I think River solo is tough. Yeah. I think. No fear. You yeah. gotta wait until you get to your high offense. It mm-hmm. takes till about the mid-game. And no defense. Yeah, you are making Dahan, but what are you doing with that Dahan unless you pull a defend card? Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there because you mm-hmm. have no defense. I like River who's boosting someone with energy. I like River and I like a duo, I think. Yeah. Better than solo. I think one thing that's very prevalent that we're seeing are the various simple truths about each of these characters. Mm. And how depending on the play style, the truth of one character's capability against Sweden will be more salient than someone else's truth against their capabilities against Sweden. Good point. Stone can be useful. Some people, they don't like stone against Sweden. Some people don't mind it. The truth to understand is just make sure that you are aware of the fact that the double blight is going to be a little bit more than you usually have to deal with. Right. Wildfire, great! If you're good enough and efficient enough with your gameplay to understand their flow of getting there before they do, awesome! You're going to be great. Not so great with Wildfire? Maybe don't do that. River, look at this. Good control. Yes. People say, no. People say, getting rid of that escalation. That's what you got to do. That's one thing that's really helpful. But what's the truth to remember? You're still not great against cities, but you can stop the escalation. Thunderspeaker, you can stop the escalation. That's awesome. You have crazy high damage. Awesome. Beware, though, because their escalation, if you don't manage it well, the truth to remember here is that if you don't manage that well, that escalation will hurt you twofold, twice as much as it might hurt someone else. So I think it's really cool and really important to be aware of the various truths because with these comments we're seeing two sides of every coin yeah it seems and like. i like that yeah mm-hmm. slim charles says i voted based on the solo adventures i had which only includes the first 12 spirits okay. interesting to see how my experience differed I am notoriously bad with Keeper, and I think Sweden might have been one of the first adversaries I went up against with them. Definitely struggled more than I should have. Once again, my last statement is, like, perfectly exemplified here. I felt that so many times in playing a game, like, I feel like I should be doing better. People do better with this spirit against this adversary. I'm like, why do I suck? That's one of the reasons why I love Spirit Island, is to witness another human player's proficiency with something that I don't have is Mm. cool, because it tells me that it's not a flaw in the spirit. It's just a different way that I don't understand quite yet. And it's cool to see in what ways that I can see other people use something that I didn't use so well. And I can see what they did. And that helps me get better at the game. That kind of thing. That was me watching you play Earth and Wildfire. Really mm. got to learn and be like, I'm not understanding these spirits. Kind of like many windmills said with Earth, I'm just stalling too much. And yeah. then I got to see you build that sword mm. and shield build. Yeah. Or Laura. I mean, she was sitting right here saying, Brian, I got to watch you play Sharp Fang 
things. And now she loves that spirit. It's cool to see the journey of self-betterment, mm. you know, and what the next step for certain spirits are for you. I think that's cool. Going back to their comment. Yes, of course. On the contrary, Bringer hasn't received many votes, and yet I beat Sweden 6 with them whilst still on a healthy island. What? Must have gotten super lucky in that game. What? Slim, how'd you do it? There are some more obvious strugglers, Shadows, Serpent, and there are some obvious stars, Thunderspeaker, Green, that my votes seem to line up with. Hmm. I'm very much looking forward to trying the new Spirits versus Sweden, particularly Trickster by the looks of things. Oh, It's yeah. great! Trickster is awesome versus this adversary. I want to know more about that Bringer game. Yeah. Maybe they just rush the Fear deck. Maybe. And but still healthy island. Yeah, that's, that's good. Woof. Fear can equate to defense for Bringer. Yeah. Not for everything, of course, but that may have been a subtle... Because I was like, well, they probably found defense... If they're generating enough fear... But if they're generating enough fear, that's something that Bringer can do. High defense into a Yeah. I think Shadows... Ain't that bad. Ain't yeah. That bad. Okay. What is shadows? A control spirit with fear. Mm-hmm. If you can control them mm-hmm. and a fast controller with moving explorers around in the fast, mm-hmm. it's kind of like with wildfire. If they get out of hand fast, that might right. be tough. Right. But I don't know if shadows is too bad. I'm just trying to stick it for shadows. <laughs> <laughs> That's noble of it. Uh, control isn't the worst thing against Sweden, so. No, I agree, actually. Control for us was helpful. Fantastic. And especially, That's one of the things that we talked about, yeah. Especially in the fast. Mm. Dead Service says, Hey, ocean and river crushes them. Mm. Tidal boon plus river's bounty and sometimes swallow the land dwellers allow you to group up to Han effectively before their escalation, which means they don't come at you very quickly. Sweden is also an adversary that can be neutered by moving explorers, which both spirits Mm. do quite nicely. And they don't come speeding out of the gate, so both spirits are easily able to survive to their mid-late domination levels without too much trouble. Difficulty 8 is really no biggie for them. I do like that pairing. That is honestly one of my favorite Peter Bird. Title Boon is really good. <laughs> it's, oh, two energy, you get to push things around. I just like that Peter Bird jelly of Ocean River. Yep. So it's hard to like think of an adversary that they like struggle. They're just so hand in hand. Just pushing things into the drink. Ocean's getting tons of energy. They can go mm-hmm. for majors early. Yeah, it's a good combo. When I first started playing against high level Sweden, it was very, very apparent early on how big of an impact stopping the escalation has yeah. or having it go through. Mm. And the amount of problems you'll have, how much harder the game is if even just one goes escalation through. goes through. It ruins your plans completely. I mean, that's a lot of bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> a it lot. quickly. And quick. So if you can stay on top of those escalations... Which Ocean at times can drown to Han, too. Right. You just gotta be wary of that. It's one of those disclaimers that we're talking about. Like, yep. don't just think because you're playing Ocean insta win. Yep. Be mindful of that. They and can, it can be done. They don't really care about them much. <laughs> they can be really. like, I'm just drowning everybody. <laughs> right. So be mindful of that if you're trying to save right. Han for that escalation. Mm-hmm. Keeper and Volcano also looking at their Dahan <laughs> kill counts. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> be mindful. <laughs> Brendan comes in and says, Green is strong against Sweden due to being able to ignore ravages. So while the damage they do is high, Mm. double blight still is irrelevant. 
Oh. Green's ability to stop ravages is huge here. <laughs> stop builds, stop ravages. I oh, know. it's insane. Thunderspeaker is strong against Sweden, as you can group your Dahan together to avoid them getting turned to the dark side from the escalation <laughs> effect. River is strong against Sweden, because you can push invaders out of lands and stop them from ravaging. Mm-hmm. Trickster is strong against Sweden, because you can put out Strife to cancel ravaging. Basically, if your spirit relies on preventing ravages and grouping Dahan, then you're good. If your spirit relies on defense or allowing lands to ravage to hit back in other ways, then you may find things more challenging, but not usually impossible. For example, Earth, Nightmares, many minds, vengeance, and stone. Some spirits will be fine if they can stay on top of things with the damage dealing like Keeper, Ocean, Volcano, Fangs, and Lightning. However, if you fail to wipe out the invaders and they are able to ravage, it's not good. This comment sums up everything. Okay, you this like is that? it. That's it. That is it. <laughs> Wait, I thought with that one comment, let's start this whole thing. As far as my emotions, yeah. and my opinions. That's it, right there. Trickster, River, Thunderspeaker, Green, preventing the ravages, grouping up to Han, you're going to be fine. Yeah. While defense isn't impossible, it's just going to be harder. Mm, Some fangs love. (laughs) Yep. And like I was saying earlier, this is like my opinions exactly. The characters that can do a ton of damage, just like Wildfire we were discussing. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. But But. if you don't get there early enough, if you can't wipe them out, then that Ravage is going to incrementally snowball into a problem for you. Monsieur Ryan and Brendan. I want to rain on your parade. Well, I mean, it's okay, because Brendan has Mist as their avatar, so <laughs> we're already Mist Bros. So. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance, I don't think, is bad against Sweden. I don't think so. But it seems like they said this would be more of a challenging... I don't know if I agree with that. I think extra bullets... Yeah, Vengeance's case is... But maybe they blight out? Maybe it takes you too long to like maybe. get to where you want to well, be? Well, it's weird because you have a lot of blight, but only in one spot. True. Or spots, I suppose. But, yeah, that is a lot. I feel like The threshold will be stretched very thin. You would blight the (laughs) island extremely fast. Very quick. Because Vengeance wants the blight. Yeah, it's doable. It's doable, but that's just yet another thing to keep an eye on. True. Isaac Seven says, Trickster is the capital T-H-E counter pick for Mm. Sweden. Probably the most one-sided match in the game. That's wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) I feel as if there's always one commenter that says for each of these things, this is the one matchup. It was Lure against Russia. Russia. It was Stone against Habsburg. Habsburg. (laughs) Now we have Trickster (laughs) against I know. It's always like, it's just this one thing. (laughs) I'm not trying to mock anyone. I'm just saying I think it's funny. It is pretty one-sided. It is pretty one-sided. I played this match recently after not playing against Sweden for a long time, and I just wrecked the board to get level six. Oh, yeah. Wrecked. Let them have it. <laughs> all the strife Trickster generates, plus inside the mob, make short work of this adversary. You all get wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> Stone would also be great, but the extra blight on big ravages is a problem. Yep. Everyone that can't stop a lot of damage and suffers with blight has issues with Sweden. I would say that Fangs probably suffers the most. Wrong. <laughs> Well, like we said before, if they get those early ravages out... Isaac Seven, I'm just kidding. I was being too hard. Okay. (laughs) It is pretty one-sided. I think... I don't know. We were talking before the podcast. Ranging huts isn't that big of an issue with the Blight. Mm. You can push things out like we said. There's Blight cards all over the minor power deck. Removal cards, yeah. That's what I meant. (laughs) 
They're all over the place in the right. deck. There's right. a stigma, I think, that needs to go away with Fangs right. and Blights. With how I'll say much that. Blight truly handicaps Fangs. Right. Sure, Fangs got second place for the worst, but I think a lot is the stigma. It's not nearly as limiting as some people make it out to be, but it is true. I mean, truth is still truth. They That's don't true. like Blight, but Keeper don't like Blight. Serpent don't like Blight. Exactly. You know, so. Mindu says... I was climbing up the Sweden ladder with Vengeance solo and got stuck on level 5. Interesting. Soon after I saw that upping the difficulty to 6 is kind of actually a buff for Vengeance, <laughs> I then beat it on my first shot. <laughs> <laughs> a buff? That actually makes sense. Well, think about it. During setup on each board, add a town and a blight to land number 8. So guess what? Add a Badlands. People to kill and that's another bonus damage. Yeah, add a Badlands basically. Makes sense. Good point. Miss Messers says, It's a tad harsh, and I feel terrible every time, but Spirit's powers that end up killing Dahan isn't terrible against Sweden. Yeah, you can't escalate. <laughs> you know, you ever seen that one guy pointing his head, like, yeah. smart move? Yes. Like, big brain move? No one to convert if I kill all my own guys. This is kind of dark, Miss Messer. Can't convert my own guys if I kill them all first. The best case scenario is if you group up your Dahan so they don't get replaced, but if you can't move them, then they probably get turned into a town anyway. I love how morbid right. this is. Right. Let him well, die. Right. Well, if you kill him later, you get fear for it. <laughs> I love this last line. My reasoning is to put them out of their misery before they can convert it. <laughs> I can see volcano right now. Volcano and ocean. And remember, no Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, m- man. What a, what a reference. Oh, this got dark. <laughs> this got real dark. Whoa. I feel the, I mean. Miss Messer, what have you done? <laughs> I see the point. <laughs> Let them die. It's like those cyanide capsules they would have in their teeth. Yes. If they yes, got captured. like they got captured. Just break and die. All these Dahan frothing at the mouth. Ooh, right. <laughs> okay. Guess you're not a river player, Messer, huh? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. T. Epps comes back and oh, says. T. Epps. I keep a log of all of my games and have dug up my scores against Sweden 6. And even though they are clearly easier to beat, these fellas are absolute score bullies. They are only considered level 8, they add extra blight, they remove a card during setup, and their Swedish charms convert my beloved to Han! (laughs) Seriously, guys, I'm not kidding. That escalation sucks! We cannot harp on this enough. (laughs) Have I made that point? I'm pounding the table. The microphone can feel it. (laughs) Anyways, here are my scores from best to worst and my thoughts along with it. Though I fear I'm the only one who finds these numbers interesting. With Shroud of Silent Mist, I got 59, a fear victory. Happy to see this bad A at the top. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. Also, it nullifies attacks from damaged invaders, which helps a lot. It helped out crazy oh, on ours. so much. Trickster also got 59. I don't even like Trickster, but I gotta admit, they are good against Sweden. Yep. <laughs> hey, wait, why don't you like Trickster? <laughs> Thunder Speaker is 58, always strong, and nullifies the escalation. Okay. Yep, clumping them up is really good for that. Green also got 58, good at preventing and handling the tougher Swedish buildings. Starlight, also 58. Nice. Wow. Wow. This spirit is just incredibly strong against any adversary. I'm a slap an asterisk against that comment. <laughs> many minds got 58 as well. An easy fear victory. Yeah, many minds, not surprised. This spirit is always incredibly strong against any adversary. Many minds is kind of insane with the fear. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Ocean got 55. Hard to protect a Han in the inland lands, and Sweden punishes this harder. True. Yep. 
Lure got 53 is generally overrated to me, but I think I got some unfortunate repeats of the coastal lands. You take that back. Lure got number one in our front five. Hey, man, unfortunate repeats on coastal lands on someone who Ooh. isn't as strong on coastal lands. Ooh. I feel it. But Lure's best boy. <laughs> Keeper got 52. Massively overrated spirit. <gasps> and also because of the extra blight, you have less time to build up. Thank you. Someone else This whole sees comment it. is so divisive. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad someone else sees the fact that Keeper has problems with blight. So many people ignore that. Keeper S tier. <laughs> Moving on. Fangs also got 52. Nice. I'm not that good with Fangs, and the extra starting blight is a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be rough when you start with extra blight because it's like, hey, look at all of these barricades in your lands. <laughs> Stone got 51. Wow! So rare to see this spirit so low, but the extra blight makes it harder to continuously get blight from the box. Yeah, stone is stretched thin, man. Yep. Vengeance got 51. I'm not that good with Vengeance, and I also usually allow Ravages to get disease on the board, but that was a hard balance for me when they often add extra blight. Yeah, they're really stretching the threshold. Mm -hmm. And I, too, also am not good with Vengeance <laughs> either. Memory got 58, but it's still the lowest because they're the only spirit who lost the game to mm. speed. I'm sorry, Memory. <laughs> I failed you. And then he says, thank you so much for the excellent podcast. Oh, thank you, T-Ips. T-Ips, you're the best. Thank you for your loyalty and your consistency Some in all these surveys. Some spicy takes, T-Ips. I agree with a lot of them. I think Vengeance is always going to have a bad scorecard because they want Blight on the island, and that right. hurts your score. Right. It's like backwards. Right. But I won. Like, <laughs> I won. That matter. Like, Low score. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> like, not very fulfilling. This is why scoring isn't the most important to me with Spirit Island. I'm a pass fail kind of class. Okay. Yeah. I'm not about the grade of A plus versus A. I know something. some people were like, "Oh, I got 72 in this game, and that's really cool." You probably had a lot of Dahan and not a lot of Blight right. on your islands. Right. You know? Like, you, and I'm happy for it. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, like a wins a wins a win for yep. me. Yep. Same. Moving on. G07H4XF00. My word, sounds like a Gundam robot <laughs> serial number. <laughs> One of my favorite commenters that we have. Good old G07H4F00. <laughs> they make such great copies. Yeah. Oh, my word. Ah, GTX24. Wait, was that my graphics card? Or a good French roast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the way that they do the little lotus on top. Oh, <laughs> it looks it. gorgeous. Mm. Grinning Trickster plus Shadows Flicker with Madness is a free win versus level six. Yeah, Madness with Trickster. That's all that's strife. a good now rate of we're strife. talking about yeah, strife. that's enough strife okay madness alone uh... but I feel like madness is bringing one third of that strife to the party yeah. where trickster's like I'm doing two and right you know shadows right. is doing one it's like you have the Goldilocks treatment trickster is doing the medium amounts of strife all over the place yes pandemonium lightning is doing a ton of strife in one location yes and then madness <laughs> shadows is technically participating <laughs> I do strife too sometimes hey, look at little Jimmy go <laughs> I don't even think Shadows grows that much. Unless you're playing low cards. You must be top tracking it. I'm Unrelenting growth. Oh. But wait, it's once per turn. I know, and then you have to stack the deck to get that. Right. <laughs> Grow through sacrifice. Just right. <laughs> have green play in your team. And green. Yeah, there you go. And now we can talk, yeah. But yes, yes, yes. Paired with Trickster, that looks a lot better. The more strife, the better. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, Mads is back. <gasps> First off, the stats. I've only played against Sweden 28 times and won 24 times. 10 times on level 6, Whoa. of which 9 of those were victories. When an adversary messes with the damage, all defend cards have to be reevaluated. Is defend 5 even good anymore? Not for me. 
Mm-mm. What about defend two in all your lands? Uh, sorry, encompassing ward. <laughs> Messing up the damage threshold naturally messes with some spirits and cards more than others. Defend four, not being able to hold land two on the first ravage can be tough. And defending for less than that will, of course, be useless. Most people who have taken on the Swedish will have realized that the best way to get around this annoyance is to cancel ravages completely or add enough strife to pacify the buildings. And on this note, a small love letter to Vengeance. Oh. Playing Vengeance as a burning plague against Sweden is so fun. It really makes you want more. Every time a land is building up, you look at it and think, if I had a presence here, I'll have two bad lands and a disease in two turns. <laughs> That's true. It is so much easier to clean up the lands that have been ravaged when a single damage takes out a city. Mm. Generally, spirits that can either prevent ravages or take advantage of the blight or add strife or clean up blight effectively will prevail against Sweden. So, Green, Vengeance, Starlight with the Water Build, Trickster, Resilience Earth, and Pandemonium Lightning are my picks for best spirits as they typically can perform at least two of those four things. It might be worth to note here that I actually consider Wildfire weak against Sweden as it will have a hard time entering problem lands if they can't be handled immediately and the Cascades can easily run rampant. Another thing which is important against Sweden is fear generation as Sweden has a stacked fear deck which can be hard to get through if not paying attention to it. Also, the escalation effect ensures that cities will be built mid-game. Although they don't re-enter lands as easily as England, so if a land is cleared mid-game, it should be holdable with little effort later. Generally, I really enjoy playing against Sweden when I want a medium difficulty adversary which has more spice than Brandenburg Prussia. I actually agree with a lot of that. Definitely the vengeance getting they brought up the bonus vengeance. damage there is fantastic. And I the like, fact that you can just do one damage and bam, city city's gone. gone. I like oh, that. It's so great. Then you have lingering disease there for mm. your first innate so you can just continually deal damage and plink off people who do enter in there. And yes, I do agree with the sentimentality behind Wildfire. I 100% agree because like I said, Wildfire can be great against Sweden. If you got there first, sure. if you got there second, wildfire sucks. <laughs> like, do not be late to that party. No. If you're late to that party, it's going to be bad news. Thunderspeaker stopping the escalation. True. If you're late to that party, bye bye Dahan. No more. If you were early to that party, you got it. You're good. So here, though, 100% agree because, as Mad said, the Cascades can easily run rampant. Oh, yeah. Because you got a double blight on one spot that came from them, and you're like, okay, I want to go and kill them. But the second I do, that's cascading. Mm. And that's probably going to cascade to another one if this is the second time I've done it, or a third time I've done it, or maybe even the first or second time if they also were able to hit you somewhere else. Or worse yet, they hit a friend's board, and now a friend's blight is coming over. Can you come help me, Wildfire? Not really. Now, we had talked about in our Brandenburg Prussia game how strong Green and Wildfire are, and you said you want to take on every adversary. Do you think they would struggle versus Sweden? That too. Not just Wildfire solo. Add Green to the mix. Is it better? So, Wildfire and Green definitely have a strong pairing that is greater than the sum of their parts. We've talked about in our Brandenburg Prussia game how ridiculously lethal they are. Mm. One aspect, though, that is really important is we talked about how awesome green can make wildfire. 
But I also want to take this moment because one of our listeners, James, actually reminded me of this, of how wildfire makes green better. Because Flame's Fury will work with green a little bit better Mm -hmm. than it will with any other spirit. And here's why. Green has an innate that works a little bit differently than most other spirits innates. I'm talking about Creeper's Terran to Mortar, which simply does one damage to a building. Cool. Cool. Now, with most innates, when they increase in level from level 2 to 3 to 4, they usually get better and better. This is commonly understood. This is pretty basic. Yeah. And so the effect of what happens improves with each subsequent level. Green, though, it doesn't get better. It just simply says you may repeat this power. You may repeat this power again. Hmm. It technically doesn't get better. It just happens another time. The reason why this is so critical is because Flame's Fury will trigger off of that power each time it's repeated, Mm. which means you do one damage to a building plus one, which means you can take out a town. But seeing how Creeper's Turn the Mortar can be repeated twice and thus be played three times, you can do one damage that is buffed to two, so now you can do two damage in three separate lands. Wow. So that means that is three towns in three different lands all getting killed. (laughs) Yeah. So, it is true that Gift of Proliferation can make Wildfire insane. But, let's not forget that Wildfire can use Flame's Fury to make Green insane. That kind of damage should not be ignored. And that is really strong. So, to answer your question, yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm down. Let's do it again. I'm down if you are. It'll be a fun, like, duo, yeah, see how far these spirits can go together. Yep. I appreciate that reminder, James. That's something I should have mentioned before. Tonkar1234 says, I think the underlying message in the poll might actually be Sweden 6 isn't inherently difficult enough on its own to really gauge this well. Mm. I find Habsburg 4 to be much more difficult than Sweden 6, for example, across the board on virtually all spirits. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about that? Hmm. I find Habsburg 4 to be much more difficult than Sweden 6. This is just one of those times where personal experience has a incredibly large factor to the subjective statements made by... Maybe they're just more used to Sweden 6. It's been out for many years at this point. Old hats, or they just have all the strategies. Yep, it's completely based on your experience. For me, Habsburg really doesn't feel that hard. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just me. When I play Habsburg, we usually just throttle them hard. Right. Sweden 6... Welfare against them. Right. And to be fair, the last game I had with Sweden, we didn't play counter picks. So Sweden 6 felt so much harder than Habsburg 6 did, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, Habsburg 6, we were playing counter picks. So I guess it's all subjective. It's all subjective. It but in my past experience, my most recent experience, to be sure, Habsburg just got wrecked. Oh, yeah. And Sweden was just a slog. So, But a yeah. fun one. Fun slog. Yeah, but I do really enjoy seeing the diversity of opinions here. So, and it makes sense. Sweden 6, difficulty 8 versus Habsburg 4, who is also difficulty 8. At this point, like I said, it just depends on your builds and yeah. subjectivity, I suppose. <laughs> so this next commenter's name is amazing. Okay. Bad Boys 2, Will Smith. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, like, which bad boys they liked out of the two. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I like Will Smith. That's the one I'm backing. 
<laughs> All right. Playing solo, I have only defeated Sweden 6 with <gasps> Thunderspeaker. Hey. Dahan on their guard, a fear card, defend one per Dahan was a godsend against Sweden's double blight and extra damage is tough. Looking at these commons, I would like to try Trickster next. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, sometimes fear cards can really bail you out, huh? It's insane yes. how sometimes scapegoats comes up and you win the game. Yep. Or there's defend in all the lands. Or I love scapegoats. There's just some amazing fear cards. I don't tend to have that, like, fear card pushing me into victory luck. It's usually something that we've had to plan out, like, yeah. hey, this last city, or earn three more fear to win the game. Yeah. I don't know if I've, like, depended on a fear card to win. Thinking about it now, I haven't really thought about this. I usually actually do have really good fear card luck. Only okay. once have I really genuinely have bad fear card luck, and that was with our Russia game. Yeah, that's So, tough. yeah, if you have me in your game, y'all, you're going to have bad event luck, but you're going to have great fear <laughs> card true. luck. That's true, we've had good fear cards playing together. I just played a game where angry mobs killed, like, three towns and five explorers. Like, it's always so happy. I love angry when mobs. When a fear card just comes through, yeah. and you're like, nice. Angry mobs, tier two onwards. Oh, it's great. Tier one, eh, not so great, but most, most tier fear one, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're like, ah, eh, one explorer gone. Yep. James comes in to say, and this is another James, says, We had our first level six matchup last night with Finder and Lure. That's a lot of control. We eventually emerged victorious with a single blight left on the blight card. Nice. Good job. Well done. No cards left in the invader deck. Oh! Last turn. Wow. Talk about close to the wire. And only one presence left for one of the spirits. What? Yikes. So we skirted so insanely close to a sacrifice victory. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I should add that it was also my girlfriend's first time with Finder, which is a tricky one to pull off. I think if we played it again with the same spirits, we'd do a lot better. I think you would too. For your first time with Finder, Finder can be... First time with Finder, you're just like <laughs> staring a lot at the yeah, board. You're yeah. like, what? Yeah. My thoughts about our matchup are that that we were a good combo in general, just due to being able to push the invaders around wherever we wanted them. Lure's ability to stack up Badlands matched well with Finder's control. Previously, I have found that Badlands tend to clear out a land and then just sit there for the rest of the game. As many have observed above, control tends to work well against Sweden in general, so this was a decent matchup. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you there, and that is a fantastic use for Badlands, is to bring the bad guys to the Badlands. Yeah, and then do the damage. Right, and having a killed box mm-hmm. and just load it with a ton of Badlands is great. I like that they said it was a decent matchup, though. Not yeah. like running away with it, right. easy victory, because clearly right. this was still tough. Mm-hmm. I also agree with the sentiment that Sweden isn't an especially tough adversary. Our hardest games so far have been against Habsburg levels 1 and 2. Haven't dared to increase it there. Sweden felt more manageable than either. So perhaps we'll move on to other adversaries in time. For now, we're just basking in the glory of defeating Difficulty 8. Nice As job. you should. Good job. Good job. I think it's kind of funny where the first paragraph says, wow, we barely won. Yeah. And then the last paragraph's like, they weren't that hard. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> I applaud your win on Sweden 6. I think that they're decently tough. Yeah. And if you can take on Sweden 6, trust me, you can take on Habsburg. For me, in my experience, I find Habsburg to be easier. But that's just my opinion. But you can do it. You can do Definitely. it. And so you should feel proud. You were just a kid in the candy shop with Habsburg, though. And, and oh, my God. You were having it such a blast. Kicking, you have, but take you're a just, You might be seeing this with a little bit like yeah. rose-colored glasses a bit. <laughs> But that was a fun game. A bit, but uh, Hasberg level one and two ain't so bad. So yeah, they can definitely do you that. You can do it. I mean that in a supporting, encouraging way. It's not so bad. Mm-hmm. You got this. If you took Sweden six, you got this. Oh, yeah. You got this. Keep it going. Yep. 
Night Felina says, I smashed level six Sweden with mist and green. Heck yeah, you did. Oh yeah. Yes! <laughs> green just fed mist, and mist literally just stopped them from being able to grow. I ate three big blade early, but mm-hmm. once mist was able to spread out and stop any building, with green just stopping their building as well, the extra yeah. damage from the towns and cities was never a factor, yeah. since I basically never let them build. I won a terror level two victory. Nice. Wow. I did a fangs and trickster follow-up, and basically just stalled out with Trickster and then got lucky with my idea of shoving everything into a central wetlands, worked out, and never drew a wetlands card. So, hey. there you go. I won with fear. I'm calling that a luck win, though. If I had a stage two wetlands, mm. it would have been a GG and a loss. Yeah. Currently, I'm trying a keeper and lure game. Oh, oh. the grassy plant. Yeah. This is the opposite of my previous game where I got lucky. I drew Sands, my first explorer, and that's where the extra town was set up. So... <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's fun. So I've already taken a big blight hit, and I'm one plan short of getting lured to be their nasty self, so mm. I might take another hit next turn. <laughs> I'm not sure this game is going to work out well. Are they typing the I like game? this play-by-play. <laughs> I actually kind of dig it. <laughs> this little battle report happening live. I'll know tonight when I finish. I like the idea of they're just like, I need to stop. <laughs> and they just walk away. Dude, I got my popcorn. <laughs> I'm ready to go. We're all listening, man. I feel like if if I can somehow just stall one more turn, then Lure can get moving and we all know where Keeper will go soon enough. But is he able to accomplish this act? Night Felina, what happens? Come back next week, Tuesdays at 9, <laughs> when Night Felina takes on Sweet and Sick. It'll be funny if they comment, it'll just be like, oh yeah, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, yeah, just be like, journey. what happened? What happened? What happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. I lost. I lost. Ah, sorry. Okay, GG. <laughs> Those are the comments. Those are the comments. There are a lot of them. I think some of the more divisive, or at least say, yeah. back and forth. This one had a lot of Stone's good. Stone's bad. Wildfire's good. Wildfire's bad. Thunderspeaker, yes. River, yes. River, no. Thunderspeaker, yeah. no. But be careful. Wildfire, yes. Wildfire, no. Stone, eh. mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Vengeance. And, and, I'm amazing. Vengeance. I barely won. Trickster is good. <laughs> yeah, Trickster is Trickster. <laughs> but this was a fun one. Thank you. Yeah. For everyone and yep. your little spicy comments, mm-hmm. I really like being able to communicate all aspects of the coin. Like you were saying, like this character is great, but keep this in mind. This character is great, but keep this in mind. That's true. And I like that because when you have these truth-filled reality checks, I feel as if there's so much less opportunities for finger pointing and you're wrong and whatnot. Yeah. Like, hey, if you're ace with your control and you get some good stuff, Pandemonium Hearts comment on. They're having no anti-control tendencies is completely yeah. salient. But what if they go to that early sands? Like they got no- that early sand and they got uh, to two spots or uh, you had conglomerated them to two spots and just before you were able to get them to one, they were just fighting you with mining rush the whole time. Ah, not so much. Wildfire that we talked about. Get there early, you're good. Perfectly fine. Yeah. You killed them and you can keep them clear. Yes, got there just in time. Just like Bitcoin. Oh, I'm glad I got here early. <laughs> but if you got there late, Oh, you know, so I'm more of a Doge coin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worthless. It is. <laughs> 
I, what podcast is this? I don't know. But you get the idea. I think it is more important to look at the truth of each matchup as opposed to just, this character good, that one bad. Yeah, I think it's very easy to put this in a controlled vacuum setting yeah. where like, oh, River's amazing because yeah. control yeah. and Sweden bad versus right. control. It's like, but what if you have the same land pop up or what if you can't take out that right. city? River's right. not so good. Yeah. Bring them all into one spot, isolate it. Mining Rush countered. Yes! Escalation effect canceled. Yes! If you were able to get that before they were able to get a sneaky thing out on you early game or mid game, awesome. You probably will win that one. Probably. Sweet. I think if you're at home and you've struggled against adversaries and you hear other people saying, this spirit is amazing and I win all the time, don't feel like you are bad if you're struggling. Right. This game does have randomness to it. What mm-hmm. power cards you draw, where the invaders go, what events you get, what fear cards mm-hmm. you get. It's not so easy to just be like, turn one, you do this, turn right. two, you do this. You should win by now. Why do you right. suck? And one downside to having such diverse commentary is if you have no idea how to beat this adversary, if you're struggling with them, who do I listen to? What I would say yeah. is find the commenter whose comments and gut feelings you resonate with the most and listen to what that player said. Okay. And then do what they suggest. Because if you and your gut agree with them, and I feel as if I get what this person is saying. I like control. They seem to be making sense. Right. Find someone who's similar to the way you think, and their suggestions are probably going to be successful ones. Yeah. But the thing is, is I might look at T-Ips and be like, yep, that's totally exactly what I think. What if you are someone who plays differently, and you look at T-Ips' account, and you're like, ah... I don't see many minds that strong here. The benefit of having such a public open forum of discourse is the fact that we can go ahead and find the strategies that we ourselves are good with and we have sympathetic proclivities to, Mm -hmm. and we can go to those individuals and see the advice that they have. So that's the kind of advice that's going to probably be useful for you is the advice from a person who thinks like you, who plays like you, who acts like you. And I think having this amount of diversity of opinion in that way, as I have just described, is really very Yeah, I agree. Because it's nuanced. There's depth. There's a lot of it. You know, it's not just stamp of the same symbol. It's not black and white at all. And keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you everyone for the comments. Yes. Thank you so much. I look forward to these all the time. And I really like seeing all the truths behind the numbers sometimes and the opinions behind the numbers. And the personal experiences. I like the loss reports. Right. And And I like the live play-by-play. Yeah. (laughs) Then those of like, who knows what's going to happen. It makes makes me feel immersed and part of the community and yeah. like I feel like I'm playing alongside you it's fun I love it who's next Ryan well funny you should ask John that would be France Ooh. so get your wee wee back at Eiffel Towers oh, and let's go France alrighty well you get in there it is again I said alrighty hey I went far without saying alrighty <laughs> guess to be our guest put our service to the test yes so France will be next but until that time guys thank you so much for participating in our survey thank can't you. wait to see what you all have to say about france i'm already looking forward to getting in once again and we have more adversaries behind us than what we have left to go wow that's only true. three left to go four down so good memories along the good way. memories i'm enjoying this adversary series and i hope you are too but this has been a very long episode but i don't think any of you will mind that they're oh. just driving to work so they <laughs> need to the kill time editing ryan's gonna hate me but you know <laughs> Uh, the things I do for you.
I'm sorry, friend. Uh, actually, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Luckily, I had a day off this week, so I was able to have a little more free time than I thought I would. So it wasn't so bad. That said, I still would appreciate if you kept that in mind, though, going forward. Okay, fine. I'll remember that for the future. <laughs> okay, with that endorsement, I'll leave you alone. Bye! Bye! Peace out! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at the Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.